Carrie Jr. the second here. This is On the Line. Um, and before we get started, we want to update you on a story we told you about before. The court cases related to a 2020 plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. On August 23rd, two men were convicted in the plot. A jury in April had deadlocked on federal charges against Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr. But this August, after a new trial, the latest jury came to a conclusion on their charges of kidnapping conspiracy and conspiracy to possess weapons of mass destruction. Croft also had another weapons charge. The two face up to life in prison. Two other men were acquitted in the federal case in April. Eight men still face charges at the state level, and a hearing on whether five of them should head to trial is expected to begin August 29th. For more on all of that, check out Freep.com. All right, time for the show. All right. Studio. Okay. Boy, am I excited. After two years, probably hundreds of virtual calls and a renovation, the Detroit Free Press audio team is finally back in the newsroom studio. All right. I'm just going to wait for Adrian and we'll be all set to go. Our on-the-line team is thrilled to be face-to-face with some of our reporters. This week, Adrian Roberts, who covers marijuana business, joined me in person to talk about the latest in Michigan's cannabis industry. Turns out it's going through some growing pains, and it's got everything to do with testing weed. This is a new industry, right? and there's no established playbook. Testing laboratories measure the potency and quality of cannabis, but have they all been getting it right? A fight with the state and infighting among labs is exposing major questions about the THC levels you may see on a product, who's got hold of the market, and possibly moldy weed. Really, just by looking at the plant isn't going to give you a good indication or the flower material um, as to whether or not that product's safe. It was like more than $200 million worth of product that was put on hold. What does that mean for cannabis consumers? Can they trust what they read on product labels? On this episode, we break down the fallout of Michigan's largest cannabis recall. Okay, good morning, Adrian. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I'm happy to see you face-to-face and be in the same room I finally. I know, this is nice. <laughs> it's the first time, so I, the energy is going to be something that will be fun to uh, assess uh, the difference between through the camera versus in person. So. Right, right. This is much preferred to the um, floor of my closet, where I typically do these interviews from. <laughs> do you, like, get a blanket and put it over your head? No, I hope that my clothes are enough, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> your, your recordings are pretty good, so we appreciate that. We good. appreciate the MacGyver uh, approach. We, I think I think this inter- this topic will be pretty... Um, interesting. I think it sounds like something you've been you've been working on for a little bit. Yeah. So I started covering the marijuana industry in Michigan uh, last March. So a little over a year, and it's been it's been a wild ride. Okay. I was gonna say it sounds like something that would be a lot of fun. Has it been that way? Yeah. I think like the unique part of covering this industry is that uh, there's no playbook, right? Uh-huh. Because as each state across the country comes online mm-hmm. with marijuana, and if if they say it's legal and it's still federally illegal. Keep that in mind. Um, this industry has to get off the ground, get running, and there's a lot of challenges that come with that. Um, 
And at the same time, you see this huge consumer demand for the product. So I, it's, you know, it's not like it comes online quietly. What's been the, the hot news, I guess, of what's going on there? Yeah. So uh, keep this in mind. Everything is still relatively new. new. Adult <laughs> use. I mean, adult use sales started in December 2019. And when I say adult use, that's recreational. That means anyone can go and, and buy marijuana at a dispensary. In November, um, there was a recall of what was estimated at 60 to 70 percent of all the product on the market. Um, so that's a huge deal. We're, we're more than six months since that recall happened, mm-hmm. and new information continues to trickle out. So so 60%, 60 to 70% of the cannabis, the products in the industry were recalled mm-hmm. off the shelves yes. across the state of Michigan. Across the state of Michigan. Goodness gracious. It, it was like more than $200 million worth of product that mm-hmm. was put on hold. So, you know, at the time it was, okay, either you got to throw that away take it back to the dispensary, or it needs to be retested. And Okay, so who made this call and what was the reason why it had to be recalled? So it's um, the Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency. So they're really tasked with enforcing these rules um, that are in state law to make sure that, um, you know, businesses are licensed, that they're following the laws, and they're really um, ultimately there to make sure that the cannabis consumers buy at dispensaries is safe um, and they can trust the product. So why did the regulatory agency decide to recall the product? They said it was due to um, this one lab, and they have two locations, and they're called Viridis Laboratories and Viridis North. And they said because of um, inaccurate and or unreliable testing results, um, over a three-month period, we need to recall um, those products. It's the state's largest recall. And what happened in, in the following days and months is, is that the lab that tested those products um, denies that those products are not safe or reliable or inaccurate. They say we're following, you know, all the procedures we need to be. Um, and they filed a lawsuit against the agency and its director. Oh. So that has been ongoing. And then another lab in the state called the Spot Laboratory said, we can't test in this environment. This is the way the state of Michigan is not enforcing its regulations, and we're not, we can't compete. So we're effectively shutting down. And this all kind of relates back to this recall. So November was a big month. To better understand this recall, Adrian caught up with Steve Johnson, dean of the College of Science and the Environment at Lake Superior State University. The school actually has a cannabis center for research and education. And Johnson filled Adrian in on what the 20-some testing laboratories in the state are looking for to begin with. One of the obvious things is going to be potency. Um, you know, whether it's THC or CBD or other uh, cannabinoids, you want to make sure that uh, the amount of, of those um, compounds that they're advertising are accurate. Uh, I guess an analogy to that is, you know, let's say you, you, you could have one drink um, typically and it's, I don't know, say 8%, but, you know, they messed up at the facility and that was a higher alcohol content. Clearly, that's going to cause an issue. Also, 
there's there's solvents involved, hydrocarbons, ethanol, things like that. Uh, cannabis plants in general, especially grown in soil, um, are really adept at taking heavy metals, which could be poisonous to the body, out of those soils. So those are analyzed as well. What is the issue with the cannabis product that they initially recalled it for? Right. So they said it failed microbial testing. And the biggest health concern was a type of mold called aspergillus. Uh, aspergillus, if you have a healthy immune system, it's not as much of a concern. But for immunocompromised patients, it can really affect your lungs. Um, and especially at this time, you know, we're in a pandemic still. So they said this is a public health concern. Now, Viridis says this was never about, about mold, about aspergillus. They say this is because we had too much market share. And this was a way for them, for the agency, to reduce that market share. They also said early on that environmental factors after their handling could have impacted the retesting. And when just discussing the safety of marijuana products overall, interestingly, Johnson said this. It's never going to be free of those things. I mean, the second that it's out of a sterilized package, you're exposing it to an environment that's filled with um, all sorts of those things. You know what I mean? So I think that the thought that it would be completely free of anything uh, is is not realistic, just based on nature itself. Has it been proven that Viridis Laboratories, uh, their, their assessment of the marijuana was inaccurate? Yeah. So I'll walk you through what happened okay. with this lawsuit. <laughs> and and um, Viridis files a lawsuit against uh, and it goes in the Michigan Court of Claims. Um a judge hears arguments on both sides, and Viridis was asking for a preliminary injunction, which would halt the recall. They said, no, this isn't fair. Viridis claims that this is the agency targeting them. The judge heard, and of course, the agency says, no, you know, we did an investigation, and we found these products to be unsafe. Mm. A judge ends up ruling that the recall would stay for products tested by one of its locations, Viridis Labs, but it, he lifted the recall on products tested by Viridis North. The state had these products tested by Viridis retested, and they were a lot of them were failing, but it was a, a random assortment, and, and they just didn't happen to have any from Viridis North, Viridis North. So the judge said, okay, we're going to have to lift the recall on that. Um, which is really kind of unheard of, right? You don't, you, uh, when you think about the food industry or the alcohol industry, you don't often hear of, okay, there's a recall and now, wait, a judge intervened and now half the recall is being lifted. So all that product went back onto the market and the agency said, well, yeah, I mean, you should be careful because there's nothing we can do. After the break, the recall's impact on marijuana sales, allegations of high THC levels, and what you can do to ensure the bud you smoke is quality. And we're back talking with Free Press reporter Adrian Roberts about everything that has come out of Michigan's largest marijuana recall. All right, let me make sure I understand you correctly and clearly. Veritas tests the product, it was put on the shelves, but then the state intervenes due to concerns based on what they say they saw during lab visits. Then the state retests it, then recalled the product, and now all of this is taking place and ironing itself out in court. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. I got some survey data uh, from April. So this is after the recall. When they asked about consumer Michigan consumer preference um, for Michigan cam- cannabis consumers, like having mold in your marijuana was like really <laughs> at the bottom of the list. They cared about price and they cared about potency, um, which kind of results in how high you'll get after smoking or consuming uh, cannabis. And and it hasn't. How have sales been? Has that shown to have an impact at all? Continue to skyrocket. Interesting. So the industry is still growing. Um, And I think just to take a quick step back, though, you know, I can see why consumers might not care as much about the safety of the product they're consuming if it has mold in it, because a recall at the end of the day shows that the agency is really doing its job, right? It's reporters like myself. and others in the industry, we just have a lot of questions that are still out there. I know the state didn't directly respond to the spot laboratory saying that they aren't enforcing regulations. They just spoke about how they enforce. But there's the initial recall, and then the products were put back on the shelves, or some of the products were. What was the regulatory agency's response to that? You know, they stand by the recall. They've never wavered from that. So we started this conversation talking about testing, but it's also grown outside of that. There's these allegations of THC levels and whether or not those are accurate too. Can you speak to that? I can. Anytime you talk about the recall, this inevitably comes up. So the recall was for microbials, mold, aspergillus. But, um, and Viridis will say, Mm, we think this is about potency. And they'll be the first to say this. Their THC levels are higher than their competitors. And that matters a lot because there's this concept called lab shopping. So if you're a grower or a producer um, and you have some flour or you know, an inedible um, that you've made and you need to choose... Um, Uh, a lab to have it tested at, there's kind of an incentive in the market at this point to go to a lab that's going to give you a higher higher THC percentage. And why does that matter? Because that's what consumers care about. So ultimately, that means more money for them. So that's how Viridis was able to get so much of the market, and they say it's because of their accurate testing results as well. So how it works is um, these growers and processors might send a sample to six different labs, and whoever comes back with the highest THC, they're going to go give their business to that lab. I see. But so Viridis being the one that's got the largest share provides what they say are accurate high THC numbers. Well, they say they have a method um, that they say is patent pending. Mm-hmm. It's a better way, they say, for getting these levels and measuring them accurately. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what they say is why they're getting these higher levels. You know, other labs um, say differently. It does It does call into question whether or not those are accurate or not. I mean, they say that they're accurate, but it makes you think like, well, if that's what you, if you know that that's going to be driving the dollars, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, this has happened in you know, this is an issue across the country. Oh, wait. So there are, there are other accusations similar to this. Yeah, so. there's actually a class action lawsuit in Arkansas right now 
um, with some marijuana consumers against some testing labs who they say are intentionally inflating their potency levels. Mm. So this is a known issue um, nearly every state probably um, where marijuana is legal is dealing with this at some level. I see. But it's a really hard, I mean, I think like just bigger picture and this is, this is, we need to keep in mind, this is a new industry. Right. And not everyone has the answers for everything. And there's no established playbook. Some states will have more uh, stringent testing requirements. Steve Johnson of Lake Superior State again. In terms of like the pesticide suite that you look for um, and things of that nature. If you go on to um, the Cannabis Regulatory Agency in Michigan, if you go onto their website, you can't find details about what would prompt a recall, what would prompt investigation, what would prompt a hold on product. So I think that ambiguity kind of causes a lot of issues. There's thresholds and there's a lot of debate over, uh, you know, what is going to be ultimately um, the technique that's standardized to use uh, uh, for that, that sort of detection. And I think that in the state of Michigan, we'll get to a spot hopefully down the road where everyone is in agreement. If you think about a medical marijuana patient who's used to a certain THC percentage and, and, you know, needs that for pain management and maybe is getting less than what they thought they were buying, um, I think that's a real issue, right? And, like, this idea that, like, you know, the regulated industry, the, the promise there is that you're going to be able to trust what's on a label, that it's been tested by a safety lab. You know that it's been grown in 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 a kind of a regulated environment, right? Like, um, that's the expectation. You know, we just don't know at this point if that's really, if that's really the reality. Mm. And then what can consumers do to make sure that they're consuming safe marijuana? <laughs> that's, that's the million dollar right. question, right? Um, I, I, you know. I, Is there anything they can do? No, you know, I I think it I think it's on consumers at this point to just really educate yourself about THC, about what you read on the label. Um it's really the information that you have and and you know, noting your experience. I mean, really just by looking at the plant isn't going to give you a good indication or the flower material um as to whether or not that product's safe. And uh, when you consume cannabis and seeing does that match up to other experiences, that's that's really all you can do. But uh, unfortunately, I don't know, you know, in, until until consumers have more education and, and know more about this, um, this plant, this is probably still going to be an issue. And I think part of part of like to go way, you know, broaden this out. I mean, cannabis is still federally illegal. So there's not as much research being done. Um, you know, there's not funding from the federal government. So there's all these issues that kind of create this um, this marketplace where, yeah, consumers just can only be their own advocate, really. Everyone will tell you their product is the best and, of course, safe. Um, and, you know, anyone who's been around a while, um, should always, you know, think of themselves, and 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 this is something that I I, I want to uh, ingest or or put in my body.
If you have a concern with marijuana you've bought, you can report it to the Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency by calling 517-284-8599. That's 517-284-8599. Because now it feels almost no different in terms of how you have to do your own research and understanding what you're consuming. It It seems like it might be a reality where that's no different than what it was prior to the legalization of marijuana. Right, right. I know. And that's that's the interesting piece of this is you you really need to figure out uh, which brands and um, which growers and, and dispensaries that you trust, um, which is the same before before marijuana was was regulated. Right. Like that was it was figuring out which dealer you trust too, if if you were consuming or which caregiver. Well, Adrian Roberts, thank you for being the very first uh, reporter to join us in the studio for On the Line. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's been a celebratory moment. Great. All right. As we head out this week, we're going to leave you with a Detroit moment that's gone viral. By now, you probably know the giant slide on Detroit's Belle Isle. It temporarily shut down after riders went flying through the air. And local rapper GMAC Cash's viral song about that event can be heard all over the Internet. And so we wanted to take this moment to give him and the slide a shout out. GMAC gave the okay for us to share this with you, so we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. All credits GMAC Cash. Thanks so much for letting us share this. This episode was produced by me and Darcy Moran. Our executive producers are Anjanette Delgado and Marianne Struman. And our editor is Peter Batia. The music for the show was called Fort Trumbull and was produced by DJ Lost Boy. Thank you all for listening and please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Please share it with your friends and family um, and we'll see you next week.